Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Bootstrap Web. Brian, it's been a few weeks. How you been? Yeah, been a minute. Been a minute. I just, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm like two days into finally being home uh, from a week with the vacation, uh, vacation with the family, and then a week at MicroConf, kind of back to back. So, yeah, uh, cool. great time on both. Uh, very tired, <laughs> still kind of recovering, but true. Yeah, great time. Nice. I also uh, went away for spring break. Went to Maui. That was awesome. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, How was that? Good times. Oh man, it's good there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It was it was great. It felt like the first time we had been chill as a family in about a year because we went we went to Maui last year for spring break while we were still in Portland, and we knew as soon as we got back home we were going to plunge in to selling the house, moving, mm-hmm. buying a new house all that. So it's like full circle. Now we're pretty settled in this house. And yep. we went back there. It was like, it feels like the first time I saw my wife, like relaxed in like a year. That's great, man. Yeah. yeah our spring break, our, our kids spring break, we drove from Connecticut down to Myrtle beach, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. um, nice. And I've never been there. That was, you know, fun, uh, beach boardwalk kind of town. Yeah. Uh, great weather. Did a, a little, like a little first, like glimpse of the beach for the, for this a uh, year for this year yes uh but that's like a two-day drive <laughs> you know, so, um like we stopped in dc and then we and then we drove back and i had about 24 hours at home before getting on a really early flight to denver for microconf wow so, so yeah, i like was I, I, and like i went into microconf this year already already tired really, <laughs> like really tired from the from the trip you know that's so, that's dangerous. Um, yeah, yeah. I watched you know microconf on Twitter, and and I was I was missing it. I was wishing I was there to be around all those people. And I had a very, you know, very strange experience to to announce the Series A while microconf was going on. I yes. was like, what what have I done? <laughs> yeah, I mean, huge huge news, man. We got to get into that today. Obviously, yeah. we we've known about it a little bit, but now we can yeah. actually talk publicly a bit about it. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk yeah. about the announcement and and maybe a you know a little glimpse into the process and some sausage being made uh kind of stuff which we can kind of only do on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um yeah. yeah it, um let's definitely get into that. I cool. um I I launched a pricing change on uh Zip Message and Clarity Flow and yep. yeah, it's still the two names right now which is also driving me a little crazy but trying to trying to wrap up the the full transition here in the next couple of weeks, but now, okay. now at least the new price is live. So I could talk a bit about how that's been going this month yeah. and, uh, and other things, just trying to ship too many things all at the same time, which is driving me nuts. So, yeah. Okay. I want to hear how, how you're juggling that and how you're prioritizing it and where, where the pressure is coming from, right? Is it yourself? Is it customers? Is it like, what, what, what is it? The answer is yes. Yes, all, all the pressure. <laughs> yeah, and, and beyond funding, I, I think the thing that's on my mind, uh, partly because of the funding announcement, is just go to market. Like, you know, we we have the product, and now we need to we need to get it into different environments. So we're building integrations for the big uh, the big uh, platforms: Magento, Commerce Tools, Salesforce, Commerce Cloud, SAP. Like it feels like, it feels like a decision is 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 imminent for us. At hmm. some point, we're gonna choose uh, a place to really focus, 
and I have two big bets down on the table. So I, I want to talk about that and how we're all right you know, experimenting yeah. with both. I got some questions on that, but let's let's get into the the race, man. So that was that was the big news this week. Yeah. Uh, what and, and you know I, I'm always a little hesitant to like what like what can we actually talk about on air here? We can talk about a lot because there's no solicitation, right? Mm-hmm. The round is closed, and I'm not asking for money. So because of that, you can pre- you can talk pretty publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, there's I don't know. There's always stuff that you don't want to talk about, and it's it, it almost feels like cultural norms around yeah. it more so than legal. Like, you know, you don't say who over email and you're talking to a potential investor, you give a lot of details. This is this is the check size of the lead investor. This is what they did. This is the valuation. This is write these different terms and warrants and whatever else are attached to it. And then publicly you kind of just go headline, mm-hmm. leave out a lot of details. And so you saw the articles uh, and those are also not coincidental, right? It's like, it's PR. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually interested in the whole pre- PR slash yeah. and how that was all coordinated. Uh, so, I mean, we're recording this Friday, April 21st. When, when did you actually like break the news? A couple days ago, right? Yes, I think it was on Tuesday. That's right. Mm-hmm. So so you basically talk good, good to news day. Yeah, you, you talk to reporters a few weeks ahead of time. And then you go around and do interviews. And then you choose one to, that gets the exclusive and they get to publish it first. Yeah. Who and was that for you? That was Axios. Oh, nice. Yep. Yep. Had a great conversation with the reporter there. She asked for the exclusive. We thought about it and then it made sense. Very cool. Um, and, and so you're, you're trying to, you know, you, you're trying to do as much all at once as possible so that it gets the most amplification. So Elizabeth, our director and- of marketing ran the process. Okay, I I have a ton of questions, but yeah, can, let's like rewind. Like when yeah, yeah. when did you actually uh, start the process of raising, and then when did it actually close? Yes, so I started fundraising while we were still in Portland. Okay, that that tells you how long ago. That's, a, that's like over a year ago, isn't it? Like, no, no, not a year. Uh, I guess June ish, and we okay. left Portland around in like mid July, something like that. Got it. Got it. Okay. So. Right. So the way the process and it was a very different world. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, I I experienced the change in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. So our my particular experience, everyone's got their own version of the experience. My version of the experience was e-commerce was super hot. The market funding e-commerce enablement was super hot. Checkout was like unavoidable. You couldn't go to Twitter without seeing something about fast or bolt or tweet threads or stripe mafia or shop. It was just everywhere. (laughs) And so that made for an environment where it pushed us to just go faster. Just, just go to market. There's so much attention. You have credibility, right? Our team has processed billions of dollars. Just go raise your hand and raise a $20 million series A like everyone else. No big deal. That is the environment as we started going to market to, to raise money. And on the product side, it was also like metrics don't matter. Just get the product out there, get our first cohort of customers and just go raise money. So mm-hmm. that was the world that we got ourselves ready to fundraise in. And we did the pitch deck, you do all the stuff, you get all the materials going, and then you you know, you know use your network and you try to create as much demand as possible. So you're and doing you- like, 40, 50 meetings in the span of like two weeks. 
And, you know, obviously this is not uh, your first rodeo or our first rodeo, but I, I feel like you're also just generally like well, really well connected, uh, especially like so. So like going into this process, mm-hmm. this is not your first rodeo at raising and yeah, um, and, and yeah. really making so that, it happen. So, yes. And that and that matters. And that, at least for me, the way the way it makes sense for me to do, I have investor conversations all year round. I like them. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy them. I learn from them. I learn how I'm talking about things. It helps me position the company and understand what's happening in the finance market as much as the merchant market. So I just enjoy it. And I mm-hmm. see it as I see it as my job. So so yes, there's a lot of warm connections to reach out to. And in the months like leading up to it, you start to increase those conversations and you're increasing demand. And then you're basically saying, I'll let you know when we kick things off. So, yeah. So like, how, how do you start to position those conversations when you know, like you're not officially starting yet, but you know, maybe in the next two to three months, you're going to start. So you're starting to plant the seed. Like, so I think we're planning a, a series yeah. A later in the year. Just yeah. want to give you advance notice, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like you, you'll, you'll get cold emails because one of the key things to recognize is that they have a job to do and their job is to deploy money. So mm-hmm. they're, it's like they're the salespeople doing cold outreach, looking for leads that, that, and you are the customer, yeah. right? So, so the same way you like reach out to people so they can use your software, VCs and analysts, the younger people at VC, comp, uh, VC firms are reaching out to you to basically get you inside of their CRM. So it's like, it's not that hard actually to get into these conversations. And then what you do is you kind of try to really make a great impression in 30 minutes and say, here's what we did in seed. Here's what we've done in the past. Here's where the product is. Here's where our, where, where we are in our life cycle of like going to market or beta or first cohort or something. And then you're trying to create demand for when you do go to, to series A Mm-hmm. And you basically add them to your CRM to tease them a few weeks before and say, hey, we're getting ready to go to market. I'd love to include you. We're starting meetings on this date. And, you know, I, I'd love to talk. So then, okay, so then fast forward a couple of months, like how do, how do you get into, how do you start to structure it in, in your mind in terms of like, I don't know, like who's who's leading, who, who yes. who's involved? Like, how do we get into this? So it is a... It is a very frustrating reality that you can talk to 50 people, uh, 20 of them feel like a great fit, and you're like, we like each other, this can work, but then nobody moves until there's a lead investor. Mm-hmm. It's just this standoff of, oh, we're so excited, we're so excited, we're so excited, we're so excited too, but no one, nothing moves until someone steps all the way up and says, we would like to lead you around. Here is a term sheet. So I'm glossing over the. And so my, you know, super basic understanding here is a lead investor is the one who uh, proposes the terms or or negotiates or finalizes the the term sheet with you. And everyone else who's not a lead investor sort of is like, yes or no, I'm in for those terms. Yep, exactly right. So they're setting the terms, they're taking the board seat, they're taking the risk, they're putting their reputation online, like the the whole deal. They are, you, they are your savior. They're the mm-hmm. ones st- saying, everyone says they're interested, we are going to go all the way in. And, you know, these partners that you're talking to, they probably get two or three deals a year. So, the, and then they're, they're going to work with you for five to 10 years. So they are taking a substantial risk. 
Yep. Um, and I respect the hell out of the people that do it and, and don't just follow because not everyone leads. So certain funds will tell you off the bat in the first five minutes of the conversation, we do not lead. We really like the space. Let us know when you have a lead. And mm-hmm. others are like, we only lead rounds because their strategy is to capture as much ownership as possible in startups that they're that they're funding. Yeah. And, so there, everyone's and there's like, like a, there's like an advantage to being the leader in terms of the terms. Yes. It's different strategies playing out in those decisions. So yeah. what happened to us is we got ready. We sent out all the emails. We set up 40, 50 meetings. We started, I had two days of fundraising meetings. And then the third day, the market crashed. <laughs> and it changed 180 degrees within 24 hours. It went from, I have all the power. Everybody wants what I have. I'll choose who we want to work with. And it turned into, uh-oh, <laughs> no <laughs> one's investing. Everyone's pulling back. People are canceling meetings. It just went all at once. Mm-hmm. And that made for a very stressful reality because you are, look, it's my fault, right? The responsibility is with me. I prepared the organization to fundraise in an environment that no longer existed. Yeah, like how far in were you? And again, I don't know what we want to talk about on air here, but yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Um, uh, like how committed were were you or the company as Rally at this point? So you're not, you know, you haven't, you're near 100% committed. You're near 100 because like you, you've already started hiring a team as if you're oh, raising yeah. and, and like right. everything. Yeah, that's right. So you haven't gone the next level of hiring that happens mm-hmm. after the series A, but you are burning money and going fast toward a wall. Yep. And so, you know, I left us plenty of room. It wasn't like a 30 days running out of money thing. But if you start with six months of money left, you know, these processes take three, four months. So it's not like there's that much wiggle room. And the last thing you want to do is be overly cautious and fire half of your team at the seed stage and then try to raise money. It's so you just kind of have to eat the pressure. You just have to, you just have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we went and we ended up getting two term sheets and it was such a, you know, (laughs) I am not an anxious person. Me and anxiety don't have much of a relationship. I was, I was full of anxiety. Yeah. I, I would wake up. <laughs> okay. I would go to sleep looking at my calculator. <laughs> I did. <it. laughs> okay. You, no one can see this because it's a podcast, but I just pulled up the calculator app to see how many months of money I have. And that's the answer on the calculator right now. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yep. So this, this is what I've been doing. <laughs> so I would go to sleep with that math. And then I would wake up and I'd open my phone and it would be to the calculator and I would just do the math again. And I'd be like, yeah. okay, and then go on with my day. And I, that's, that's, I don't even know. I, you know <laughs> I, I remember a, a very similar thing when I was selling, you know, like just like figuring out exactly. All right. So if tax I do rates, this, yeah, yeah. yeah, taxes or like if, you know, <laughs> if, if this plays out or that plays out. Yeah. And just oh, like constantly having the same, literally the same numbers sitting on my calculator for like two months at a time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I feel you and I, I'm sure other people listening have, you know, their, their calculator app is well-worn. Um, so we ended up getting two term sheets, both awesome, both really liked the the firms, ended up making a choice to go with Hyun at March Capital. Uh, just to say, first, he's fantastic. 
And I met him a year prior. Mm-hmm. I got on a plane and I went to a conference in Las Vegas, the last thing I actually want to do. And he was there and we had lunch together for an hour and a half and I got to know each other face to face. And a year later, he steps up and leads it, right? Not coincidence. Yeah. Right. Not like coincidence. this yeah. is how a relationship leads to business. Yes. Right. Multiple yeah. conversations, trust, getting to know how the person thinks, getting to know what kind of character, what comments are they making, all, all, all that stuff. He went to Michigan and we got connected and had multiple conversations about the market and what's happening and why. Turns out they are really interested in the checkout space. They looked at our competitors and just did make sense to them for the same reasons that it wouldn't make sense to me. And we just kind of hit it off around all that stuff and they saw the opportunity and they took the risk and I love them for it. Awesome. You said that you had, you had two, uh, like two term sheets. So the other one, are they like, we only lead. So they, so since there is another term sheet, like they wouldn't, uh, not lead. (sighs) Okay. So, it again we could we can cut this yeah out. yeah it, it's it's okay uh i'm trying to think of how to say it it was a, a different path mm-hmm. they were a predominantly crypto fund got it got it right and unfortunately with what's happened in the market right now you know i i'm very happy with our decision because mm-hmm. the the us environment has shut out the possibility of doing what we wanted to do. And that sucks, but that is the reality. It is nearly impossible to raise money and launch a token and and hand out ownership to your customers the way we wanted to do it in the US right now. You as a corporation that's like, you know, Delaware C Corp, it is nearly impossible to do. Yeah. And but that, and that like could have made sense last year, right? Like I, in, I, I still think it makes sense. Yeah, you it still, still yeah. makes sense. I don't care what the reputation of the technology is. What it enables is going to happen. It's just, you just can't do it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that's just is what it is. Got it. Yeah. Um, so it was like, a, it was like, it was a crossroads and you know, we, we went with what we thought made sense and I'm, I'm happy with the decision. That's and now great. we have, you know, we have, <laughs> I'm thinking back to like the conversations I had. So I went, I went out to LA and I met the other people at March Capital, mm-hmm. you know, to like really get to know everyone. And they're great quality people in Santa Monica. Like it's, it's an awesome fund. And it was really fun to rub up against how ambitious they are. Mm. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you like, they how- want to build big companies. That's what they want to do. No, yeah, like no messing around. Where does, you know, rally in this deal fit in the, in the, in their context? Like how many deals are they doing a year? Like, and, and are they focused, really focused on this space or diversifying or what does that look like? They are generally more later stage. So it's like series A and up, right? So they have 1.6 mm-hmm. billion under management. They just raised a $650 million fund and they write like 50, $60 million checks. Right. So that's not what they did with us. They they basically came in early in the life cycle for them, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. when they went with us. Got it. So we feel great that you know we have a partner that uh, that doesn't stop at Series A. Yep. Uh, but we have a lot of pressure on us to justify the continued investment. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. So yep. all right, like let, let's fast forward. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> um, 
so you close and uh can you talk about like when you closed it like and then the process from then to now yes the, the first money the first money which was march capital right after the negotiation all that stuff we brought uh, hyun onto the board and the first money came in over the summer and then yeah. a f- over the span of a few months we raised the rest of the money a bunch of existing investors came back in two new investors uh, joined alumni ventures and and kraken ventures and then you know then you start to think to yourself okay how do we take most advantage of this announcement because it's one of those moments where you get attention as a company and so you you know you make the most of it on your terms you don't just say hey the round is closed therefore we must announce no you wait until it's most opportune uh, yep. and so that's what we did and then then you kind of And that's the thing with like, P- with like PR in general right like you need a newsworthy like everyone wants to be covered and, and, and get exposure and get a link and, and all that stuff. But like just having a product that exists is, is usually not enough. Like that, that I think that's why, at least my understanding, that's why these funding announcements happen because like, that's a, that's a big newsworthy event that you can, yeah. that you can actually get a PR push from. That's right. Cause, it, because there are, there are multiple parties that are involved. The investors are involved, the market and the company and generally speaking, you you want more than just the funding announcement because then it makes it more interesting. The other way to look at it, like the way we're looking at it is, no, the funding announcement is enough to break through right now because checkout products have struggled. Mm-hmm. And so we want the market, specifically enterprise merchants and agency partners to know everyone might be struggling, right? Fast, hit a wall, Bolt really enjoys tripping over things and falling on their face over and over. And we we are the opposite. This is the new thing, and it's getting funding. And so we that's the story we're trying to put out there. And yeah. then now over the next few weeks, while we have the media's attention, you now you want to launch the things that you want people to know about. Yeah. So okay. So like, uh, how how do you start to make the push and make the connections, the the coordinating the the, the PR push and the actual announcement date and all that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's probably similar to the actual raise itself, right? Like, like, like Axios is leading. Yes, and then like, you know, like, <laughs> yes, uh, create some FOMO. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, look, there are people that do this for a living. So we hired a PR firm, and mm-hmm. they're in our Slack, and we're coordinating and talking, and they're setting up meetings, and I just show up and do the interview, and then they follow up. So it's you know it's relatively straightforward. People have done this a million times, and and do they like strategize or you strategize around like all right, these are the key talking points or we want the the the, the mm-hmm. story to focus on this like yeah like they like create a brief like what's the most you, you, right they talk to you and they try to pull out what are the most interesting things about the story what angle are we taking like you know that all the other checkouts are struggling and this company mm-hmm. isn't that's like that's the angle that we're that we're going after yep um so it's it's kind of fun and kind of annoying uh at the same time but mm-hmm. it's really good because when you push it out there you get attention that then you can then turn into opportunity. Yeah. So my calendar next week is full, right? You put it out on LinkedIn, you put it out on Twitter, a bunch of investors reach out, hey, we're we're following the space, we'd love to get to know you. So you basically now starting conversations to get to know people for Series B. <laughs> yeah, so from now. That, that's my next question here, right? Is, is like, okay, what, obviously the, the activity is, clear right like like we all saw it on twitter and 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 everything else but like what does that activity actually look like 
internally? Yeah. Like, and what what yes. does the lead? So, are mo is most of this like interest from other potential investors? Are you seeing customer interest? Like, what does it mean for the product? What does it mean for your team seeing this out out you know publicly? Yeah, it's like a advertisement where mm -hmm. you don't know who's going to see it. You're just mm -hmm. broadcasting it out there, and depending on the person's point of view, there it's either you know, a competitor that says, screw these guys. It's a friend that says, oh, Jordan, I haven't spoken to him in a while. You know, good for him. And, and leave a, a, you know, a comment on Twitter or LinkedIn. Or it's an agency that says, oh, we have clients asking about checkout. Maybe I should talk to this company. Mm -hmm. Or an investor that says, oh, I like March Capital's deals. Those guys are smart. Let me go talk to this person. So it's like, it just gets projected onto you. You're mm -hmm. like broadcasting. It's, it's, not a, it's not a specific message. Yep. And what comes back is varied. So I have conversations with people about uh, joining the, the team, right? Salespeople like, hey, mm -hmm. I used to work at Fast and I love the space and here are my credentials as a salesperson. Are you hiring? Oh, interesting. Right. So it's 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 just this a whole bunch of opportunity. And of course, you know, when I we have a few proposals out to really big merchants, I, I make sure they see it too. So you just you you're just using it because whether yeah, people like, you're, like so it, so you're or using not, it like in, this, it in the not, current sales process. It, it is it is social capital and credibility capital. That's and how do you make the most of that? Very cool. The question that I I always ha have been asked when I talk about the <laughs> like the, the tiny bit of funding that I that I took compared to. What, um, has always been like, all right, so like, how are you spending it? How, you know, what's, yes. how, how, what does this money actually mean for the business? Um, yes. How have you thought about that? And I mean, again, like you, you know, the actual transfer of the funds happened months ago for you guys. So like, yes. Um, yeah. What, what, is, what does it mean? And, and also just like strategically in terms of like the trajectory of, of where you're going, like, what does okay. it all mean for you? I, I'm going to give you the rehearsed, uh, <laughs> pitch like part of it, like of the story, right? Because it's in your bank account, you're using it, how are you using it, right? But but people wanna know, well, what's the money for? Mm -hmm. So at least for us, it goes along with the angle that we're trying to take and the advantage we're trying to take when we go to these new, uh, these new platforms. So the message is, this money is for go-to-market. We raise the seed round, we have an experienced team that's processed billions of dollars on the web we built a killer product with a killer team. A checkout has to be unbelievably reliable. You can't just launch this type of a product and then start messing up people's businesses. It's not an email service that you just say, sorry, emails will start going out in a few hours. Can't do that. And we mm -hmm. know that from our experience. So we built a killer product and now we have March Capital and these investors and these funds to go to market and bring this service to merchants that are dying for it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, again, it's PR, but it is honest. That, yeah. That's what we're doing. Sure. Yeah. Love it. Um, that's it. No, no more problems. That's it. Got money in the bank and yeah. nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how are you feeling about it? Like this week as, as it got out there and, uh, yeah. Where are you at? The way I put it to the team and to myself is all of this is really hard. And every once in a while, you get a little shine, you have a little fun, and you may as well celebrate that and feel good about it. Pat ourselves mm -hmm. in the back a little bit, take a deep breath, look how lucky we are to be doing something that we enjoy doing, and you know, going for something big that we uh, enjoy, 
And shit, man, you may as well be happy about it. If you can't be happy in these oh, yeah. moments, then, you know, <laughs> then, then reconsider. Totally, man. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, it's no understatement. It's, it's, uh, you know, huge congrats. And this thing is, it's, it's massive. I mean, we, we, we talk about how it's, it's like, a you know, we've been at this rodeo a couple times now. And for you, it's like, what is it like your third or fourth company now? And it's like, uh, this, this is like literally like the, the next step of like a 10 X, you know, uh, talk about the stair step approach. It's like, this is like the next, <laughs> next, you know, huge, uh, step yeah, up. So it's, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's a trip. If you remember when we started this, uh, podcast, I, you know, I, I didn't think I'd be raising eight, 18 million bucks for, for a checkout company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, here we are. But I do think often let, let's transition to, to your stuff and, and, and to microconf. I think about it a lot. I don't know how the hell I did this without the funding. I respect the hell out of people who are doing it without funding. It is alchemy. It is you have no business being able to do any of this and you just do it anyway through yep. grit and determination and creativity. It's, it's awesome. So I, I'm happy I have both perspectives. Hell so yeah. I, I'm not carried away or think, you know, the entitlement thing or anything like that is all this shit is so hard and money does make it easier, but it, you does know, not, I was, does not solve the problems. I was having lunch with a few folks at microconf and one of the things that came up was like the mentality around raising any, any level of funding versus just purely bootstrapping. And I, and I think that the thing that that started to make sense to me. And I think the other folks at the table was, you know, this whole, like the, the folks who, who hang out at microconf, the, the generally bootstrapped founders, like they, we were all sort of surprised that it's not just the, like the youngest founders out there. You know, it's mostly folks in their thirties and forties, a few in their fifties. Yep. Right. And it's like, you have to, and, and so it's really simple business, like make a thing, sell a thing to customers, grow, a, grow a great business. Like that's been the, okay. the, the thing that has always made the most sense to me. And that's what attracted me. And I think most people to the microconf and bootstrapping, uh, you know, space and, and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So, but you, you realize that as you, as you go through the, the, the motions, go through the rodeo a few times, like raising a little bit starts to make more sense, the older that you are in this game, right? The, um, uh, you know, whereas like you're in your twenties, this is a broad generalization here, but like, like life like, is cheaper. Well, life is cheaper. And, and also just like the idea of starting a business. Okay. So like to me in my twenties, when I'm starting to think about like launching and creating my very first business, raising funding was not the thing that I was thinking about. I was thinking about what can I build and sell as a product that somebody would buy. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's still, that's still what I think about today, yeah. but like, the, you know, there's a cohort in the, in the startup economy where it's like, oh, you want to start a business? Then you have to go raise VC. Like that's yeah. how you start a business. Right. right. It's like, which um, contagion gets you first? Exactly. Where, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Yeah. Who, who yeah. Your dad's friends. Like it's a, a whole thing. Yeah. And so I, I think that there are a lot of folks who are attending microconf who, you know, start the business, the, the more traditional way of like, you know, like, just an yeah, old school, I got, right? I got 25 grand and I'm going to make it, make it work. All right. Cool. Simple All business. Right. Yeah. And, and then the more, you know, maybe you build and sell a business, build and sell another business. And then it's like, you know what? I kind of want a little breathing room on this next one. Maybe I'll raise a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe I'll raise a lot. Like it's like, and that's when, when it starts to make sense. And it's almost like folks who, who are at this level in the game 
take the funding uh, uh, much more seriously and much more strategically than the younger sort of trendier like like default and and it is a bit of uh chasing credibility and permission Mm -hmm. you know to to go out and raise you know two million dollar seed round when you're 25 years old i don't know it's just a different way to do it Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah, so um, talk, talk to us. Uh, I know I spoke for a long time, uh, so <laughs> yeah, let's not. So, let, we'll, we'll do my go-to-market stuff next week. Uh, but what's been going on? What do you got? Yeah, on the so side all right, how, so, how was Microcom? So Clarity Flow. <laughs> the other funny thing is, like, I'm 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 like trying on the idea of introducing my company as the name Clarity Flow. Like, yep. I, I had the I had the name on my on my badge clarity flow and i didn't realize until day three that they actually spelled it wrong on my badge and that and that's why everyone i was speaking to was like pronouncing it wrong and i'm, I'm sitting here thinking like oh i chose the, a terrible name nobody oh, can no. pronounce you know <laughs> <laughs> somebody over there i don't know oh, who that's was. Good. um and so uh no but that, that was totally fine and and the um okay so what's going on like i i've been talking about this transition from zip message to clarity flow and the really challenging part of it is that there are multiple changes all that really sort of have to click into place like not literally on the same day but mm-hmm. really all around the same time because the the longer of a space that we have in between some of these projects shipping the messier this whole transition becomes so it's like so i've been working on this transition since january uh, like sort of silently. And then I announced the name publicly in March. Okay. That was when it was like mid March when I launched like the one pager on clarityflow.com. That was the first announcement that a rebrand is happening. And this is what the new name is going to be. Now we're in April. And uh, the, one of the next big pieces is the pricing change. So uh, launching a, the you know, we're not just changing the name. We're not just slapping on a new domain and, and a new logo. It's it's a whole positioning positioning mm-hmm. change, as I've been talking about. Uh, the product is expanding. The whole reason for changing the name is because we we need to tell a new story with the product, um, and along with that comes comes the pricing change. Te- technically, the pricing change was a lot of work because uh, it's not just taking our existing plans and like putting a new price point on them. It was also changing the model from yeah uh freemium to a more traditional free trial Trial? uh, SaaS, and so my developer spent over a month on on refactoring the billing code to make the new um you know the the new plans work and we launched so we launched the new plans on april 3rd um which was what like almost three weeks ago now um and it's been and so the the new prices we we do away with the free plan so there is no more free forever plan uh we convert to a free trial a two-week free trial no credit card up front but there are a lot of features that you need to put your credit card in in order to access uh certain features so we do see we do see quite a few people upgrade before the trial ends um but they still uh they don't get charged until the end of the 14 days, yeah. but they, but they put their credit card on file. And oh, so they, it's like a little stair step there. Yeah. You, you can yeah. still do a lot. Like you can start messaging and share a link and stuff without the credit card. But once you start to, uh, but basically we have new three new plans. Uh, the base one is, it starts at 49 and then 99 and, and 199. 
So if you need anything on these upper plans, you need to put your credit card in and like click the button that says like, yeah, I, I'm going to want to upgrade on this. Um, so it's it's been really interesting, you know, like launching a pricing change has is, is always a little little nerve wracking, but April 3rd, it went live. And what this means is like for new customers going forward, uh, we, we have not changed the prices on existing customers. Okay. Um, I, I think we will later in the year. We're going to give them plenty of runway time to to upgrade themselves and get access to the new stuff. But that that push is not happening yet for, for legacy customers. But this was just April 3rd, get it out there for new customers, right? Um, it's, you know... And I always, ha I always, always, always have this mentality in every product that I've ever launched. Before I launch it, it's like there is a significant chance that this will fall flat on its face, and nobody is going to buy this thing. And that's I, like every performer's. Uh, I don't. Recurring. I, it's 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 almost like completely irrational at this point, but it's absolutely real. Right, so I can't avoid it. I, you I, do I it. Really, you go through it though. I I really believe that like. Once we launch this thing, there's a chance that like we're not going to get a single conversion in, okay. in, in the weeks after. <laughs> Scary. It was good yeah. to see like we we did have conversions like on day one and day two and day okay, three. Okay. You know, so so it was nice to see not only people signing up for trials, but actually pretty quickly starting to put their credit cards in to access some of these other features. Um, we even saw a few legacy customers, and we have not even messaged to them. Like they still make their way to the upgrade screen and and upgrade themselves but for, okay. the, for the most part it's it's new customers and we've been seeing the the upgrades happen every day and then this week like in the last three or four days we see those payments actually start to hit the, the stripe account you know because because the, the the two week so so then nice. it's like and again like mentally it's like okay no one's ever going to buy this or it, like trials <laughs> are going to fall off a cliff okay yeah. that didn't happen the trials still happen Okay, but nobody's going to actually put it in their credit card. No, they, they actually do put in their credit card, and that's fine. Okay, but but these people are probably going to cancel before yeah, the trial yeah. ends, right? Like, the, these <laughs> no payments aren't pay. actually going to hit. And then, okay, fin finally this week, actually seeing the MRR grow. So, like, okay, but now people are going to ask for refunds, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. You know, gearing up for the wave of refunds that we're going to see. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's all been good. Um, but uh look like it there's still a ton of pressure right now because frankly like some of the biggest features it, that we're advertising in these new pricing plans are not in the product yet like, we have not okay so you, you got the name change you got the you got the website you got the pricing and the inescapable work around billing inescapable doesn't matter yeah. how amazing any of these processors are and now, now it's get to work on the feature set to to get yeah. to where people and, want. And you know, there's a lot of stuff that we've been working on, but it's just this stuff takes time. Um, you know, we're building a mobile app right now. We're building payments. Are you really? Yeah, we just started a mobile app, um, iOS wow. and Android. I've never uh, done that. Have you done that before? No, it's new for me. Interesting. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. interesting. Okay. Okay. So we've got that, and and payments is the other one. People are waiting to be able to sell their coaching services through our platform. Um, so, you know, and, and I was talking to some folks at MicroConf about this too, where it's like the, the trade-off between like, do you build, at, cause I, I'm at this point where I know exactly what our customers need and want, and we're getting feature requests every single day for the same exact things over okay. and over again. Okay. That's, that's good. And by the way, I forgot, I, I forgot we, we've been off for the last few weeks, but a, a major 
I'd say a pretty big competitor just shut down three weeks ago. Oh, I think you, right. you, you mentioned that. What? Okay. I, I forgot that I haven't covered this on the podcast okay. and the timing of this was crazy too. Okay. All tell right. me this, this just happened in our market also for okay, one of dude. our like, like friends and, and it was very interesting. So Shogun shut down their front end and basically pointed all of their customers to Pack Digital, who, who we work with. So talking okay. to that CEO. So we had the same thing, except okay. they pointed their customers to us. Okay, okay, <laughs> sounds great. Um, uh, okay, so and this happened now, like now in your niche though, in in the coaching in area. The niche, yes. Had they even uh, know about you? Did, did you know the person? No. <laughs> Nailed right, it. So this was probably March twenty eighth, I want to say. So this was like a couple of days before we launched the pricing change. Um, okay. And I, this is. Totally. Out of, so the, the app was called Volley, Volley app, if anyone's familiar with it. And I had started to become a little bit more familiar with them in recent months. So Volley has been this video asynchronous conversational app. Okay. So I've always I've always known that they were in the market. I've, I've known mm -hmm. them for a couple of years now, but they were not really niched down for a while until okay. until recent months. I start, you know, I'm doing a ton of customer research, talking to a ton of coaches. I start hearing the name Volley come up more oh, and more and more. And and then I start to key into like, oh, Volley is niching down to coaches, too. Like, I, I didn't even realize that until maybe two, two, three months ago. OK. And I'm and I'm looking at them like they, they look kind of significant. They they did raise, you know, VC and like um, and then. Yeah. Do you hit your crunch base limit every month and then go to your incognito window or are you not, not, you're not into that yet? I, I, don't, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like with, with competitors generally, I, I, I take a quick look at them, but I don't focus a lot of energy on them at all. I just, I just know that they're out there and some customers mention them sometimes and that's about okay. it. Fair. Um, March 28th, I'm get, I get like three or four messages from my, my customers and some people in my space. They're like, hey, did you, did you see this announcement from Volley? They forward it to me. And they're like, we are shutting down at the end of April. Uh, we're out of, I think it was just like, we're out of money. Um, yep. And they replaced their homepage with like a message, like we're done. And here's an FAQ on what you can do about uh, moving on and switching tools. So I, I find out about this at like 11 in the morning. I send a message to their founder, like within 20 minutes. Um, like, hey, I don't think we've met before. Brian from, from Zip Message. <laughs> I um, love you. I, you know, uh, hey, like, you know, sorry it, here. it yep. sucks, like, sorry to hear, so bummed to hear, like, whatever. And then, um, and at that point, they were linking to, like, Loom and, like, I don't know, like, like a couple other, like, really huge name, like, here are some alternatives that you might want to use instead. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know if, if it would make sense if you want to put us on that FAQ. And so, like, the the founder uh, was, was really nice enough to, um, cool. to do that. So he put, he put us linked on the FAQ as like, here's an alternative tool that you can switch to. And I was, again, like one of the very first to, to message him about this. Mm -hmm. it, five or six days later, there was like eight more competitors that yes, sort of followed okay. on the, okay. the same thing. But, but for like four or five days there, like we were the only like niche coaching tool on the page and we were seeing signups all day long for, from this, right? Okay. Um, so we were seeing an MRR bump just right away from this. And, um, Un sort of unfortunately is like we didn't have the new pricing live for those yeah, people yet okay, I, okay. I had no idea this was coming it just yeah. happened <laughs> impossible um, but also what happened was and you know this is when i start to think like damn like these guys are not small i can't believe they're just shutting down because i'm i'm seeing a lot of activity from volley users looking for a new home right so uh 
I get another message from someone who's in, in the volley ecosystem. Like, Hey, this customer just fired up a Facebook group, uh, of the whole purpose of the group is like volley people looking for a new tool to replace <laughs> their whole coaching. Like, okay. Like, what? Okay. So, so I have how many group. people in the group I, I hop in and at, and this is like, <laughs> like day of or the next day. Oh yeah. Brian's in a target rich environment. So I, I hop in and by that point, there's maybe 50 people in this group. And in the, in the coming days, it, it grows into the hundreds and I'm posting like a big, like, Hey everyone, like, like, sorry to hear the, you know, all the chaos, but like, here's yep. a tool, like, People are posting like spreadsheets, comparing all the competitors. I'm getting in there, making sure that our information is correct. And oh like, my goodness! So, and I'm engaging. I'm asking people about their favorite features, where are the gaps, and I'm like totally engaged. No, you got group. activated. Yeah, zero to I one hundred immediately. And there were not the, you know, other competitors did start to do this, but I feel like I jumped on it faster than most of them. Um, and it clearly sent a a wave of activity every day for the last like three three weeks. It's been tailing off now, but like yep. it really, really helped. Wow. Uh, okay. Like overlaid on, on this, this three week period where we're getting a spike from, from that. We had another random spike from like a, an affiliate webinar that came out of nowhere. Then I go on a trip. Oh, then, then we raised the prices. Okay. I won't get into it, but we screwed up some billing stuff. stuff and, oh. and then, but it was still good. Like we were seeing the conversions and then we go on the family trip. We're driving two days with the, with the kids and then, and then microconf. Uh, and I'm fielding not just signups, but like a ton of messages like, Hey, do you guys have a mobile app? Can you do the payments like Volley used to do? Okay. Okay. Can, they're can starting you do, to evaluate. Yeah. Like the, and like, and how soon are you going to have these features? Mm -hmm. Like, and just every day. And, oh and this is not just like, volley specific request is these they're matching the same request that i've been hearing for months from, okay. from other customers it's it's literally what this market is asking for so yep. um we're just trying to build and ship our version of these things as as quickly as possible and it, it you know again this is not like a hasty like um let's shift everything it's like we've been planning all this stuff it's just yep. that uh, the like I w I almost wish that this volley shutdown would have happened like two months from now. Yeah, when yep. we would have been I'd further along in our roadmap, but um, but we're still getting the benefit from it, and uh, and everything that I'm hearing from these folks is like we're still like one of the most promising um alternatives to mm -hmm. to volley, and and we're so focused on the coaching space that it's like perfect for a lot of these folks. Um, but you know it, the the pressure that I feel right now is now now we have four developers plus myself on the team and each one of those developers has a different project that they're working on right one is working on the domain change one's working on the mobile app one's working mm -hmm. on the on the payments feature uh i am working on all of those things with with each one of those developers like i'm the ui ux product person yep. on every one of these things so so that I am absolutely the bottleneck on everything. Not to mention the projects that we're doing on marketing, yeah. and, and I'm and I'm fielding these these customer calls and and all this different stuff, right? So it's a lot of pressure. It's insane. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Like, and and I was literally, you know, on that family trip, uh, stressing. Not only stressing, but working like more than I like to work when I'm on a family vacation. But frankly, I just I felt like I had to do it, right? So. It, not not full days, but like a good two two hours in a day, like 
I'm in the hotel while my kids are on the beach. And it, I, I didn't feel great about that, but I, I kind of felt like this is, this These is a the time moment, sensitive man. opportunity yes. that I have to be on, you know? Abs absolutely. Look, um, the type of work and pressure that you're under right now with multiple projects, being a PM, being sales, do that is the work we want to do. It's because there is demand and you are trying to satisfy it. Yeah. Right. That so that that part's good and nice work on capitalizing, you know, to the extent that you could. It's yeah. And you know, the the other thing that I wish I I just wish I wasn't the bottleneck on everything, but I don't really see another way out of that. And I like I I, I can't just like hire a new head of product because that's that's me, you know. Mm -hmm. Um uh, or even like hiring like a, a UI designer for the app, like again, that's that's been me. So even if I were gonna do that onboarding them, integrating them, it, it yep. would just slow us down, right? Yeah, so, there's, no, there's no escape. And, I, and I've already maxed out my ability to like add on more developers. Like financially, we could add more developers. I just mm -hmm. don't have the bandwidth to manage projects with more developers, you know? So um, it's just, mm -hmm. I, I'm at the max of what we're logistically able to work on <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yeah, but, I, I think yeah. that's worth, uh, you know, considering from different angles. Yeah, because there's that de there's definitely there is likely a scenario that you can come up with where one additional person can make a very big difference. Yeah, that's, we, I mean, it's a, that's a guess and it's fuzzy, but I wouldn't be right. There's you can definitely increase your capacity, right? You can you can double the size of your team and still be working all the time. Yeah, I, I feel like what is actually really needed is a more higher level, like a head of product or like a project manager on the dev side and or a ui person because th these are the things that i'm doing that take my hours um and I, and and like time is of the essence like mm -hmm. we need to ship these things into the market as quickly as possible like that's the thing that the business needs the most yeah so i i feel like that's the type of role that takes a longer time to to bring into the team, like, you know, and you're making, know. you're making the big decisions right now on how to initially put the product out to market. Yeah. And right? it's, not, it's, it's not also like not just building or like, this is what the product will rest on for a while. And there's the added complexity of like, we are adapting our plot. <laughs> like we started a zip message. Yeah. So it's, it's not like we're just building a totally new thing from scratch. It's like, we're taking existing things. We're reorganizing the UI. We're we're adapting the database structure, the models to accommodate this new vision for Clarity Flow, um, which makes every every feature uh, even that much more complex. Plus, we're shipping to live customers, so like we have to make sure we're not breaking shit as we do it. You know, so it's uh, yeah. And, and I was talking to some folks at MicroConf where it's like. You could either go into a cave and build for a year or more and not sell and and have the perfect product at the end right. of that year. Don't do that. Don't do that. And and that's not me. You know, I, I, I build the skateboard and then turn it into a bicycle and then into a car. Right. And and we're selling the whole time. Uh, it, it does make it more stressful, <laughs> but it but you keep the momentum going, at, you know, yes. not just the revenue, but you actually have a product in hand to have some customer conversations around and figure yes. out where you go next. So. I, I don't see it, it's like a 
extremely hard way to build a business, but I don't see a better way to build the business. If that makes sense, you know, it, it does make sense. I think you're doing all the right things and you put yourself in a spot where this type of luck, uh, happens in terms of the, you know, the volley, uh, luck. Um, and then you make the most of it. I mean, it sounds pretty damn exciting. Yeah. I'm, like to, I'm to, just trying to, to make the switch and then within a few weeks get an initial jolt of demand and eyeballs and opportunity and feedback. I mean, that's, that's, that's all you could ask for. It's been good. I, I just wish it wasn't like so chaotic all at once and, and a little confusing for people who are seeing us for the first time. Like, Oh, cause I'm again with the name change and I'm trying to ship this, like fully redirect the site in the next week or two. Cause I get the questions like, well, are you zip message or clarity flow? And should I wait for clarity flow before signing up? Yeah, like, you're, you're, you're still, no, you can sign up now. Yeah. We're just changing the name in the next few weeks. Like, yeah, you just gotta so get to the other side the, of that. The, the faster we can complete this uh, redirect and transition, the, the better. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, well, we're not entirely ready for our competitor to go out of business. So if they want to do it now, I'm okay with it. <laughs> you'll, I'm you'll fine. Take it. If Walt wants to go out and point everyone toward us, we will yep. figure it out also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's exciting, man. Well, well it's a fun good. pod. I gotta go, I gotta go pick up my kids because I have them by myself all weekend and I'm oh, yeah. and depressed because alcohol sucks. Alcohol that, sucks. Dude, that was me in Denver because oh. it was like alcohol plus altitude was Ooh, really rocking my world pain. last week. Yeah, and, hurts your and brain. like uh half like like just lacking sleep all in the same week. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> uh, that's that's handicapping your, your brain power. No, we, oh, we yeah. went to a comedy show last night, which was oh. fun. But when you're sitting watching comedy, what do you do? You have a drink. Of course. And I woke up this morning like fully in depression. I was like, oh, that's why I don't drink alcohol anymore. Yep. There you go. Well, All right, folks. Well, it's uh, Friday. Right. Great episode. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was a good, good patch up. All right. Cool. All right. Later, folks. Hey, everyone.